Welcome back. This week on the podcast, my guest is Ron Rallis. Ron has been the topic of conversation for quite some time now in South Carolina and Greenville particularly, and really all over the South. And I wanted to have him on to tell his side of the story from his perspective, what has been going on and what has been unfolding in his life. And really a common theme to me throughout the conversation was his daughter Sterling and his love for his daughter Sterling and how he wants to make sure you know everything is done right for her in the next months and years and of course we talk about the ups and the downs and the arrest and the messy affair and all that sort of stuff but at the end of the day um, there's a little girl involved and that is most important to him um, I got to talk about Engineered Sleep. Engineered Sleep is an amazing partner of mine, a mattress manufacturer based here in Greenville, South Carolina. And if you are not paying attention to your sleep, um, you need to start. It's the number one thing you can work on right away to be more productive on a daily basis. And the team in Engineered Sleep will hook you up with the best mattress possible for you. They make epic mattresses for like celebrities and sports stars and all that sort of stuff, which is really cool. But if you're Someone like myself that just needs a king or queen mattress, um, reach out to the team at Engineered Sleep. Make sure to mention the, pr- the podcast or use promo code LIVE10. Again, LIVE10 will get you 10% off your order. Visit them at their showroom here in Greenville, South Carolina, or just give them a call. Or you can go to their website at engineeredsleep.com and get yourself a new mattress and most importantly, start sleeping better and performing better on a daily basis. Without further ado, here's my conversation with Ron Rallis. Ron, what's up, man? How are you doing? Good, man. As good as it can be. It's, uh, you know, been following you, been texting you a little bit. And, and since we started really texting a couple of weeks ago, life's gotten even crazier for you. Uh, but I think it's important to start with what is most important to you. And that is your beautiful daughter, daughter Sterling. First off, how's she doing? She's amazing. Y'all been together for a couple of weeks now. More than a try, more than a month. Yeah, nonstop, twenty four seven. Y'all, uh, what are some of her favorite things to do right now? <clears throat> Take your time. This will yeah. be you. No worries for real. No, oh, I just visualize something when you said I like it. <clears throat> Definitely. Her favorite thing to do is go on our runs together. We, we, we go on pretty long runs, anywhere from two hours to four hours, and we'll run to the beach. We'll run to a park. We'll run to a restaurant. Stop various places along the way. You told she me sleeps. you ran with her to TR. Yeah, that's a pretty good run. Yeah. Um, one thing I know that we've talked about is your fear, or like I wouldn't say it's your fear, but in some way, not being involved in Sterling's life. And we can kind of take it back almost to where this kind of started. Um, It's about a year ago, around this month, um, you got taken away from your daughter for four days when you got arrested. Right? Yeah. Can we talk through that day, that situation, and then how it has affected your life since then? So talk me through that day in July of last year. 
Well, it wasn't just four days I was stripped to my daughter. I mean, that was four days I was in jail. Yeah. Then another following five months of home ankle monitor, home incarceration, separation from my daughter. Um, So, yeah, four, four days was... I wish it was four days. During that time, you got accused of certain things that happened that day. Did those eventually get dropped? They weren't just dropped or dismissed. They were outright expunged, which is something that just doesn't happen to someone that's guilty of something. Mm -hmm. Um, These charges were outright expunged without even a trial. Which I think in... If you're ever going to hear about things going to court or people getting accused, that almost never happens. I mean, I don't know the statistics behind it, but I mean... What what were you accused of? Domestic violence and kidnapping of Paula. Uh, I know a number of people think I kidnapped my daughter, but no. Paula accused me of kidnapping her and domestic violence. Talk me through that day, that morning the things that did happen leading up to the arrest. Paul and I were not together at the time. We were sleeping under different roofs, um, supposedly. Um, Working on our marriage, going through divorce, trying to figure out life, who knows. That morning, that day, talk me through the events. Like, did she... How did you end up at the store? Like, what were you trying to, you know, do at that time? The the uh, incident at the store was not a planned meeting or encounter. Uh, we had supposed to have had uh, counseling prior, and she had called me, um, or I had called her, excuse me, um, asking why she didn't show at counseling, and she just gave me tears in a sob story and made just said she didn't feel like I, I wanted her there and so she didn't go because she didn't feel loved and she didn't think that I wanted her there so I so I immediately went over to the store I had taken her a, a devotional that um, a friend of mine had given me the day prior to kind of work through um, just a sick mindset and to just come out of um, a perspective um, stronger through a biblical lens. And I took her that to just kind of see how things could shake out, give us a starting point to talk because mm-hmm. she was so erratic. And um, I got there and she basically was, what are you doing here? She was shocked. And I just said, Hey, you know, what can I help you with? And, and she asked her, one of her stat employees to leave and Paul and I, uh, we're going to talk this, this, this moment lasted south of three minutes. So you're there for two to three minutes, three minutes tops, no more than three minutes. And I think it came out that all this was basically on video, but then you left. That's correct. And what happens in the, in between the time you leaving and then you ended up getting arrested later that day. Do you know how those uh, accusations came across? Do you know how that report was filed? Like that sort of stuff. 
Yeah, well, so you that was good, but let's go back. I want to say that because you asked me earlier about the um, the camera. So yeah, exactly. It was all caught on camera, and the kidnapping on video you see that she never moved from where she stood from the mm -hmm. moment I walked in the door to when the moment I left. She never even she never. I mean, kidnapping you have to move a person from one place to another. I she had never moved whatsoever. Then the domestic violence, she I had um, put put my hand up on her hip. I mean, she was my wife. Yeah, I sim. You would do it to anyone else. Yep. Just endearingly say, "Hey, let's sit down." And so I just she raised her hands and said, "No, no," and I had never touched her. I mean, I probably put less than a few ounces of pressure on her upon my touch, which is shown in the video. Um, she says no, no, and um, I said, asked her if she wanted to talk. She said no, and I left. And um, again, all this is in the video. Um, and then, yeah, so. Yeah, and then you leave, and somehow over the next couple hours, it gets reported the domestic violence and the kidnapping. That obviously didn't happen, which was proven in court. But how did she come up and decide or like come up with these false accusations? Well, it was actually a lot more than a couple hours. It was for almost five hours later. Um, after I had left, she had also left and went. Um, I don't know the timelines or when she went exactly, but I do know and have in writing from Sarah Timmons herself that Paula um, had left and gone to William Timmons' office. Mm -hmm. Um, and then later that afternoon, uh, she had gone back to the store and approximately four and a half plus or minus hours later reported this incident of domestic violence and kidnapping. Um, and you didn't know at the time that Paula and William were having an affair at this point either. Absolutely not. Of course, no way. Which I guess, you know... This has come out in more recent. God, I, I had no idea. We were, I mean, I mean, to think about it in my, you know, from an outsider's perspective, she's having an affair and then she goes to the guy's office that she was having an affair with to put together some statement or accusations against you, her husband. And now it's, you know, in the past few weeks, a lot of this has been coming out about the affair. But do you know when the affair started? Approximate that we know of approximately um, how how should I say this is something that I don't I want to be concrete on but yeah you could say something like you were saying it pretty good that we know of it started March yeah that we know of it started around March April of twenty one twenty one yeah uh, when. Paula Sterling and I were still living in under one roof in Charleston in Mount Pleasant and as far as I knew didn't have an issue with our marriage in sight um, in fact we went on multiple family trips to to Florida and Miami Destin Beach for, yeah. for uh, Paula to show us where she grew up and so forth on family vacation and I, I didn't see this coming 
And I want to talk a little bit more about like, since that arrest, what has been the parental, like, have you had more of Sterling? Has Paula had more of Sterling? Did Paula have Sterling for, you know, were you not able to see Sterling for like five, six months right after the arrest? Like, how did that happen? Yeah, that's, that's correct. Um, I was without Sterling for, for five months. It was brutal. Um, what what allowed you to get back into Sterling's life? Was it like a court decision or? Yeah, it was a court decision. Um, um, yeah, it was a court decision. Uh, the judge said that I could see Sterling um, for a couple hours here and there with supervised visits. Um, again, everything was based upon Paula's narrative um, and the accusations against me. I mean, you got to think, I mean, what family court judge is going to allow a man um, custody, custody of his daughter while he's walking around with two felonies and a, and, and, and a ankle monitor on? I mean, the, you got to understand that these family court hearings are that Paul is filing are emergency 15 minute tidbit like little quick short things it's basically who who's you know no judge is going to be able to ascertain the real you know life and story and and true the truth yep um in 15 minutes all they're going to do is sit there and look at that guy with an ankle monitor and two felonies. Yeah, and that's going to that right away puts like the judgment on you. Of course, we're dealing with a small child and it would be hard for them to see that and be like, "Oh, he's fit to be a dad," but that wasn't the truth. No, it wasn't the truth. In fact, and then and then you have that, you have that, then you also have compound with the the whole my personal opinion that her attorney she hired is Bruce Bannister, the House of Representatives, who is a basic is not basically he elects our judges who then he stand before him. Yeah. So base what judge is going to sit there? So you're dealing with the whole thing is just in straight nightmare all around it's, from it sounds very corrupt to me yeah it's just it was just a perfect storm of poor policing fault being uh, lies from a narcissist poor policing a broken system a broken criminal system mm -hmm. and then we get to the courtroom for family court stuff and then there's a broken i mean i i don't know mr bannister i don't i don't really care all i'm saying is is that no judicial the judicial system is also broken there's no reason that this mm -hmm. man should be pra practicing having a private practice defending client representing clients before judges that he elects I mean, do these judges, are these going to, what judge is going to listen? They're automatically looking at my ankle monitor. Mm -hmm. the, the criminal activity that accused against him. And then they're standing before 
a House of Representatives guy that I mean, do they want do they want to hear the truth or do they want are they going to lose their job? The, yeah. There's just the, there's a lot of bias. The bias in this is just uh, to not see it. You're blind. I mean, yeah. And that's and, the and problem, that's what right? I, and, and my problem right now with everybody saying, Ron, tone it down, tone it down, tone it down. But, but I fucking have toned it down for a year. Yeah. And now people are listening to my, what I've been dealing with. And you are ex- asking me to be quiet? I just... I don't... Yeah, there's some things I maybe said that I could have not said. Or I should have been filtering things. But at the same time... You've been going through a lot or put through a lot through false accusations, through this sort of bias. Do you do you think Paula wants to be the mom of Sterling or like have that position? God, don't. I don't even I don't even want to respond to that. (laughs) I'm done defending Paula. Yeah, yeah. I'm done. That I I spent eight years defending Paula, mm-hmm. and now I've got to just do what's best for Sterling. And Paula doesn't know what she wants. Do I want to take Sterling from her mother? No. Yeah. I, that's absolutely not the case because I know exactly how that feels firsthand. To go in five months without seeing your daughter that you worked, you cried over. I mean, Paul and I, I don't know anyone that's been through, everybody has their IVF or infertility stories or what have you. But yeah, I don't even know if Paula knows what she wants. In fact, I know Paula doesn't know what she wants and that's kind of why we're here. And I, I mean, do I want to take Sterling from Paula? Hell no. Yeah. Do, Sterling needs her mother. I mean, I and 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 I'm. I know all too well what it felt like to lose my child for five months straight. Mm-hmm. I just and to and to think about what we went through to to even be here, eight years together, almost eight years together, six years of infertility, multiple six IVF transfers, uh, a surrogate you know multiple multiple uh miscarriages deep into the pregnancy i mean just the just the sheer tears and suffering and pain and anguish i just don't understand how we're back here again under different under different circumstances there's absolutely no way as as knowing what i went through i would hope that paula has a desire to have Sterling mm-hmm. and not just for, you know, her social narrative. Sure. What is the current setup y'all have for Sterling? Right now at this moment, it's been, it's been, it's as of March last hearing, Paula was able to somehow again through Bruce Bannister, her attorney receive, um, the uh, primary custody and move her and her our daughter to Miami for a job that she had already had for four months working mm-hmm. remotely. So I'm not sure why the judge, when the first judge said that they wouldn't even 
listen to relocating our daughter for a minimum of a year, the second judge during the emergency 15 minute hearing again, I want to reiterate that these were before this judge with not hearing the full scope of everything. They're hearing tidbits of things and and then making these life altering decisions that impact our precious daughter all because Paula doesn't know what she wants and she's going off and, and so I digress. Anyways, so Paula's had this job for four months, then the judge allows her to move to Florida. And in that hearing in March, Paula was award, not only awarded to move Sterling to Florida, but she got um, primary custody with me only seeing Sterling every other weekend from Wednesday to Sunday. Every other weekend, Wednesday to Sunday. Mm-hmm. Since March. Well, that didn't happen. I went and bought a house in Florida so that yeah. Sterling wasn't on a plane back and forth, you know, multiple times a month and was able to be still and, and be in a, a safe, yeah. safe, uh, Make constant, it better for Sterling. You know, consistent place. Yeah, exactly. And in that hearing, the judge had said that we, we were required to flip-flop trading off who brings Sterling to who each during each visit. And, um, rather than putting Sterling on a plane, you know, a handful of times a month back and forth and having multiple um, schools or or friends or... Yeah, just having two different lives. Yeah, just, just the outright of having two different lives. I, I just, I got a small place in Florida so that she wouldn't have to... Um, have to bear that that transition and just be stable and secure and consistent and just feel safe which is an amazing act as for you as a father to do that like pick up whatever you had going on and like make sure sterling had what she needed i mean that is that is incredible a lot of fathers wouldn't do that i appreciate that i mean but again that's i mean that's what i've been doing for eight years with paula um well, in the meantime, the the custody was is since March supposed to be flip flopping who transitions her and and be uh, Paula primary with me every other weekend. But since March, um, Paula has had a lot going on and just various other things that she's doing and who she's doing. Yeah. Um, well, that's. Kind of what's going to be my next thing, you know, it's hard to wrap your head around everything that you've been through, even what Paul has been through, even what, you know, y'all, y'all have been through, through a relationship and a divorce and and all these sort of things. What's the current structure of y'all's with Sterling? Like who gets Sterling? That sort of thing. That was the judge's order was the Paula primary every other weekend for Ron. Uh, But since March, I've had Sterling... 90% 90% maybe more of the time I'm not sure my percentages don't want to say the wrong nut figure in case mm-hmm. that gets used against me but my point is is um I mean in this lot today I've had sterling for north of a month consistently you know since the order sterling's only slept in Miami with Paula south of 2 weeks um I've had since that since March I've had sterling 90% of the time maybe more um and in the last month, I've had Sterling for four or five weeks straight, at least. Yeah. And and I mean, I say all that with outright utter joy, mm-hmm. and I love it. 
Um, do I want her to see her mother? Yeah. But Paula's actions and I mean, it comes into, you know, her personal life and I think she's wrapped up in a pretty messy affair um, at the moment. Um, do you think that has been taken away from her ability to be a good mom? And it, so, yeah, I mean, I've, have I enjoyed having Sterling all this time consistently without, you know, separation? Yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoy it. Do I, do I wish she could see her mom once in a while? Yeah. Um, I mean, for example, last week she was supposed to, two weeks ago, excuse me, she was, Paula was supposed to pick up Sterling and, um, and she then called two days prior, the day after Father's Day, she was supposed to pick up Sterling. And she called and said um, her nanny couldn't pick her up from Greenville and fly her to, to Florida. Can I keep her? And I said, sure. And so I got her for another week. And then the following week, she was supposed to get her. Um, she was supposed to pick her up um, on the 4th or this, somewhere around the 4th. Um, um, but she was, she was actually in New York. Sterling and I were in the Hamptons in New York on the 7th the 4th and the 7th and Paula was supposed to pick her up and instead she was she was in New York supposedly with William mm -hmm. and then goes back to Miami and then demands that I you know when all this news hits demands yeah. that I bring her to Miami and or talk to her lawyer so I mean that's kind of where we're at right now so the state of um and William is is he a congressman yeah he's a congressman from the upstate was she living, was Paula living with William and Sarah during the affair? Like, did they bring her in during the divorce? I was trying to wrap my head around that. Yeah, so, um, wow, I'm not sure how you found, how you heard about that. But yeah, so was, they, they definitely, um, Paula Paul, Paul and Sarah are dear friends. And during the divorce with her narrative that she's going around telling everyone that, you know, she's running from Ron and this, you know, 30 year old woman with, with a child, single mom, you know, this, that, and the other, they took her in, you know, her best friend, they took her in and she stayed with William and Sarah for a while. I mean, damn, oh, fuck. I mean, William actually came during my, during some of my visitations with Sterling, William came to my house and picked up Sterling. How sick is that? I mean, I, I'm, I'm now thinking back, I'm just mortified by all this stuff. The whole, the whole thing is just Jerry mm -hmm. Springer. Did Sarah know, Sarah Williams' wife know the affair was going on? Like she was not, you know, she recently found out? From what I'm told by, by William's sister and Sarah is that... Um, that Sarah found out in April of 22, April of this year. So just a couple months ago. Yeah. Do you know how she feels about... I don't want to speculate. Yeah, that's a good point. What about Sterling and all this? Have you been able to talk with maybe even how they feel? Like if Paula would be a good parent in this or... Yes. Um, so I've talked with both Sarah herself as well as Brittany, William's sister and William's brother. Um, prior to the Fitz article coming out, um, I had met with both of them 
and uh, they shared with me that they they want me to have full custody and that they everything Sarah all you got to understand that Sarah and William helped Paula along through this whole process um, so Sarah's a lawyer Sarah's also a lawyer correct so she helped represent Paula in the divorce no she did not know that her Paula's attorney was Bruce Bannister however Sarah did a lot of both Sarah and William helped her um, navigate through things mm -hmm. and also back going back full circle Sarah was one of the select few affidavits originally written against me supporting Paula and um, my uh, the divorce so negatively writing um, ill things about me uh, to the judge in which Sarah later I have I have both in writing as well as um, in a verbal statements, recorded verbal statements that she, you know, felt manipulated by Paula, uh, used by Paula, mm -hmm. and um, taken just fooled, taken advantage yeah. of. I mean, everyone, everyone impacted by this. Everyone that Paula's cross paths with has felt manipulated fooled taken advantage of and just used yeah do you know what the timmons family feels about the affair i've heard you say you've met with them i i can't i can't speculate i mean yes there are things that they've said and shared mm -hmm. with me um i i do have some i i the meeting, the meeting, here, the meeting I had with them when they called me to kind of what I thought was going to be a um, uh, mitigate damages, damage control, and kind of see where Ron's at. Hey, Ron, what do you know? Where are you going with this? What do you think you're going to, what, what's going to come of this? What's your plan? So I walked into that with kind of just your guard up or something. guard up yeah. so i was so i was I, I mean i hadn't heard from Brittany for a while i mean and so when she texted me hey let's let me i knew exactly what she wanted to meet about so i i recorded the whole meeting between wow. myself and cliff and Brittany, um and that's where some of this content that you you're able to hear today is coming from is from that meeting here is a snippet of the conversation ron is referring to well sarah feels like she's helped paula with like custody and like everything that happened to you and oh yeah without william and sarah they uh, she would not have had no she and so i think my thing is here's my thing is i think you i think you should have full custody of your daughter and talking to sarah this morning so does she and she thinks that she has enough information to help you get that. And listen, no, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to make you cry. No, but that's just fucking. I'm not sad. Happy. I'm fucking happy. I mean, so many people have said that, but nobody can. Nobody's listening to the truth. And anyways, it's just. Do you know what? the next steps are for getting 
uh, custody or figuring out the the situation with Sterling will be? Absolutely not. No. Are you I, able I, to like call another court meeting or would you be able to? So, so I'm not sure what to do. I, I have zero clue right now. All I know is, is that I'm being bombarded with, I mean, that's why I'm here with you is because I don't want to sit down with the, the average news or, or a turn. I mean, to say I've had been offered 20, 50 attorneys. I mean, God, I don't even, I can't even imagine. I mean, at least 20 attorneys have reached out to me and then at least another 30 uh, family members, friends are saying, Hey, call. So I have a Rolodex of 50 attorneys, um, 50 news station. I mean, I don't want none of this. I will walk away tomorrow. I, I want absolutely nothing from the Timmons family. Absolutely nothing. All I want is Sterling, full custody of Sterling. And that's it. That's it. I mean, my my record's expunged, but at the same time, I mean, this the system's flawed. Mm-hmm. Do I can go down the whole list of what I'd like to see happen, but again, I'll stop being a squeaky wheel if you just give me my damn kid. Mm-hmm. You can have everything else. Bruce Bannister, you can keep your job electing judges and then keeping your private practice going before them with representing clients and just getting, you know, letting these judges just doormat you. I, William Timmons, I, I don't really care. I mean, you're 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 out of the you're out of the Congress. I mean, you're you're out of the Air Force too. You're out of sound, and it sounds to me like you know, you're out of the family. I, I really don't care. Let let the, let the chips fall as they may. All mm-hmm. I care about, I do not want a penny from the Timmons family. I want Sterling, and I'll stop talking. And honestly, I mean, I think. As we've talked, and if you you've told me that is that is all you want, and like you said, you know maybe you don't know the best way for the next steps to make that happen, um, but I do think your love for Sterling has shown, especially in the Greenville community. Um, we've had, I mean, there's even like uh, moms for Ron going around. I mean, when your Instagram account was up, um, you know, I don't know how many amazing DMs you got from like parents or moms around the community, but on a, in a different light, you know, a brighter light, how has that support made you feel as a dad to Sterling? Amazing. Yeah. I don't, I, amazing. It makes you, what you're fighting for is worth it times a thousand. I don't, everybody's like, oh my God, I can't believe you're standing up to them. I can't believe this. I can't believe spending this money or your reputation. Dude, I don't care, man. I'll I'll spend everything I got for Sterling. I don't don't care what my name looks like, what people think of me. What, like at the end of the day, none of that matters. And the people, the people casting stones, they have way more skeletons in their closet. it's it's sad. It's sad. Mm-hmm. Just because I'm using foul language or or saying and doing different stupid things on Instagram, it's what got attention. Mm-hmm. I was quiet. Nobody nobody even knew who Ron was a year ago. I don't. I don't. I. Yeah. Am I? Do I? Do I? Do I agree with some of the things I've said and done? 
there are things that maybe I, I could have done with said and done without. Sure. But that doesn't negate that we're here. Mm-hmm. And everyone says and does mis- makes mistakes. But I mean, I was a devoted father, husband, co- committed to my family, w- would have done anything for both of them and ha- did for eight years. And I mean, Paul says I became a doormat. Well, uh, I'm not a doormat anymore. Yeah. And honestly, man, I think I know, you know, in the coming weeks and months, more will come out and hopefully more gets resolved. But I just want to thank you for joining me today, telling me your piece of the story and really talking about what, you know, I've heard you say over and over again, you know, Sterling's the most important thing in this. And that's what you're fighting for. I appreciate it, brother. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, click subscribe on your listening platform for upcoming conversations.